When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello out there, all of our nieces, nephews, and non-binary familials. I'm your Auntie Ruth. And I'm your Auntie Gina. And, and weird. weird. You're weird. You're weird. And, and this show, <laughs> where we take a look at pop culture and talk about how it connects to past trends and fads, because we are old and live in the past. <laughs> uh, I I have been feeling it so hard lately. It's bad. It's and I I like I went out yesterday for the first time in a while, and I was like, I'm fucking. Old. Like, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed multiple times going into stores. And I was, like, looking up at my partner and I'm like, we don't belong here. Because <laughs> like, I'm a creep. Yeah, seriously. It's like... Um, I'm 40. It's like that... That old pulp song from a hundred years ago when we were young, but it was like, you are the party that makes me feel my age. It's like... I know! Even 20-year-olds so look like prepubescent children to me now, but... I know, I'm really... I Oh my god, I'm so frustrated because I'm like... I'm not cool. And I was. And I don't want to ever have to say something like that. I feel. That's so gross. I feel like, you know, I feel like you can be cool at any age. And I feel like we're at the prime age to really imprint on children. Because I remember when I had aunts this age who were sort of loony. And. Yeah. Like they were my absolute heroes. Because you're really in your prime like if, you know, yeah, you've really given I, up. You've gone totally. That's like when you have to get close to kids, though. And I don't think kids looking at me are like, hey, she's worth my time. Oh, no. I mean, even in just the minor interactions, if you really make an impression, and you can just stay in their memories. So, Like Tammy Faye did. Yeah, exactly. That, well, see, I'm glad we're talking about this because I feel we watched 
We watched um, the movie, the film. The film. The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Not to be confused with the documentary, The Eyes of Tammy Which Faye. is amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah, amazing documentary. Watch Absolutely watch it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is the film with Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain. But I do think it's very much about, like, someone to the extreme selling themselves as a product. And it's based on, you know, how how does the world see you? And how does that mm-hmm. match, like, who your true authentic who self is? Are. Yeah. So, who doesn't know who Tammy, who doesn't know who Tammy Faye Baker Messner is? I don't know. But let me read oh, you. by all means. Uh. A description of the um, the movie, um, an intimate look at the extraordinary rise, fall, and redemption of televangelist Tammy Faye. And the only reason why she really fell was because of Jim Baker. Mm. I think. Mm. Uh oh. Oh, do you agree? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, he wasn't the only villain of the piece. But he sure was. Like, you know what? I mean, I don't know. Like, so Andrew Garfield plays Jim Baker, Tammy's husband. And he, I mean, it's Andrew Garfield. He's a precious, sweet angel looking. Like, you can't make him evil. Yeah. And so, but he looked, like, he looked an awful lot like Jim Baker. Like, a really hot Jim Baker. Yeah, I think, and see, this is, again, about, about presentation versus reality. I mean... Yeah. All of all of these people are trying to sell a product of themselves, and they have a very crafted narrative of their life and a crafted like message that you know it's either physical the way they present themselves. I mean, from Jerry Falwell and all the you know these people that are sort of selling um, Reverend Falwell. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but, you know, they have this very sort of, like, wearing, like, starch, dry clean suits in the middle of a southern summer. I mean, I yeah. know that. I know what that smells like. I, re- I remember when you're wearing, those women were wearing polyester dresses and nylons, and their husbands were wearing, like, dry cleaner suits, and we had to go to church, and it was like 105 degrees outside. And you're like... It, and it smelled like Avon? It, well, yeah. Like, skin's so soft. Because there's so many mm-hmm. mosquitoes. And that just, like... <laughs> that weird, inorganic, you know, Mary Kay foundation smell. And it's like, do you think... Mixed with sweat. Yeah. And it's like, do you think all this is necessary to go to church? Surely you're hot under that. But does Jesus want that? I think he does. <laughs> he loves it. I think he loves it. That's why I think every he loves the drama. That's why every even through the Middle Ages, you when you see, doesn't matter if it's Eastern Orthodox, Jesus is always in a suit. Always. Yeah. He wants to see you at your best. So like if you don't know who Jim and Tammy Baker were like, if you're a younger millennial or Gen Z, this was, like, a big deal in our childhoods because they ran, like, a religious show on TV that was wildly popular. They made so much money. 
they were like the original televangelists. Right. Like you have these mega church personalities these days. Right. Oh, for sure. Like Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen's a big, like the major one right now. But they were the first and people were duped. Yeah. By, um, they were giving thousands and thousands of dollars to, um. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Network. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, this is going right into my pocket. <laughs> and helping no one. I mean, honestly, please Google Joel Osteen's house. I dare you. Oh. Oh. And the churches don't pay taxes. No. So. But was didn't that have something to do with uh, the movie? Because in the movie, I think it was... Um, well, now I don't remember who was talking to Jim. It was, it was Jerry Falwell. Uh, it was. Okay. He was mentioning how the liberals or something want to take away the um, status of them not having to pay taxes right. because of religious exemption. And uh, here, the thing is, is that, so they had a lot of these huge sort of rock star preachers and they were on television for the first time competing kind of like with MTV. it was like this other side of like pop culture explosion on cable it was the the other end of the rainbow was this evangelical like in the in the reagan 80s you had like mtv yeah. and then you had on the other all these jimmy swagger 700 club right all of that is coming out at the same time and surprise, surprise, almost all of them had huge scandals, you know, of impropriety. But I think what we learned about Tammy Faye, because it goes back to the beginning of her life, is that from the very mm-hmm. beginning, Tammy Faye was a true believer. Yes. Like, that cannot be said for any other of the men involved in this. Yeah. And the other thing is that these men were looking at the church as a vehicle for a career. Mm -hmm. So it really didn't matter what they believed personally or not. Whereas Tammy was actually engaged in trying to like spread the gospel. Like, like she truly believed it's like, you know, when there's people who are running a cult and then there's like, they, there's people on the one end that are, you know, trying to collect people's life savings and stuff. And then there's other people who actually think that they're trying to reconnect with the earth for, by planting yams. <laughs> yes. And Tammy was, like, happily planting yams. Like, just because she didn't exactly put it together doesn't... I mean, she's still culpable. Yeah. But, you know... She was... But she, like, really wanted to spread the love to people. Right. That's the thing. So... And I think, like... It kind of reminds me of Dolly Parton in the way of somebody creating themselves to live the the size of life that they wanted. I kept coming back to Dolly every time, you know... I was watching Tammy. I just kept coming back to Dolly. Because the real shrewd character, like, there would be no Jim and Tammy Faye without Tammy. Like, Tammy. She was the one that was shrewd. She was the the one that understood what was going on. And she was able to read people in a way that, honestly, none of the others were able to do. It was just, like, an, an instinct that she had. And she had this just outsized desire 
not only to give love, but receive love, that the extremes she was willing to go to were unmatched, you know? But I think the reason that people connect to her is because they understand that feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the same reason people like Dolly Parton, too. It's like they connect with that feeling like you're a little kid and you're like, that's the prettiest woman I ever saw. And your mom's saying, oh, that's, she's a prostitute. Like, you're like, so? Like, she's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. So it's like, yeah, even though you've been told and you know, it's a little bit transgressive. You just, you're like, I just want to, whatever I see is beautiful. That's my presentation to the world is so. Yeah. 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 yeah, I wanted to be love and draw attention and, you know, and they both did that. Yeah. And I mean, it's weird. It, it it is campy in that way that it's absolutely sincere. Like she, yeah. you know what I mean? It did. I think that's kind of why she was such a huge character. Um, is because she was so sincere. Like everything she said, she meant. Oh yeah. I mean, she. You know, like have you ever met people where they've just been so nice or so supportive that you're like, what's your angle? You know, like, Mm -hmm. what's this about? Like, why, you know, and then you're just like, oh, no, that's just, they're just built different. They mean it. Yeah. They they are, they are really (laughs) earnest. They don't know enough to not be completely earnest. Okay, so when she was a kid, one thing I wanted to mention was I think, like, so she wanted... That I don't remember why she wasn't in church, but um, she wanted to be in church and sh- she wanted to like. Do you want me to tell you real quick? Am I help you? Yeah, it's because please. she was the only child that was a byproduct of a previous marriage, mm. and so her mom couldn't bring her into church because it would remind everybody that she'd been divorced. But she ran into the church. So um, she really wanted, you know, to be part of something. And I feel like she was really, um, she wasn't included. And there was that scene where she made, she was talking to her hand. Like it was, you know, like a hand puppet. And it was telling her that she was ugly and worthless and stuff. And then she was trying to argue with it. And like, you see that throughout the movie and everything too, where people try to put her down and she she's like no I'm not gonna let you treat me like that I'm worth more and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you make fun of me I'm gonna be in on the joke you know yeah I love there's like a scene toward the end where yeah with the teenagers oh my god (sighs) Which I think, honestly, you know, I what I love about this generation coming up is that, like, the access to information in social media is, like, it's really sort of exposed people in a way that, what like, there was a mystique for us where we just thought everybody feels this way or everybody yeah. feels that way. And, and that's just not the case. And so sometimes you really have to, you know humanize yourself for people and even on social media you know and that it's like well once you know who i am 
you can still make fun of me, but I, I need oh, you to I know. Can. Yeah. So she, you know, she said on hard times mm-hmm. driving around and I cannot imagine what this feels like, but it was at least a six year old, maybe 10 year old Honda Civic in the shame of that. <laughs> for for Miss Tammy Faye. Living in a, in a, maybe a townhouse. I'm like, why is everybody's rock bottom just my <laughs> life? It's like, if I get there, <laughs> now I'm popping a cyanide pill. I was like, I think that's my car. I didn't sign, I didn't sign the paperwork for that. <laughs> I was like, it's not that bad, y'all. I can still make like a charcuterie platter every once in a while, treat myself. Like, cars are expensive. What can I say? Especially these days. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. I mean, it is sad. I mean, how far she's fallen. But I'm like, no, I mean, she's got a little condo with a little dog. Yeah. Like, it could be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. <laughs> Drive it. You know, and I was like, those are 100% my neighbors. <laughs> like, if they were laughing at me Oh, like I think that, they actually filmed in your town. I was just I like. Did she not? <laughs> I was like, I'll just give them the finger. Fuck you guys. I was like, hey, guess where you're going to be in 30 years? You're looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, 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 I wanted to go over the cast really quick because the casting in this movie is amazing. Are we talking about something? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah, this, yeah, what we have not talked about like just really quickly is whoever is responsible for set design, wig Mm-mm. design, Mm-mm. makeup. You did not like I didn't the wigs? Like the wigs? I didn't like the makeup. No, they were they were nope. amazing. They were nope. so accurate. I feel like you're I wrong think, on this I one. Think you I really are. do. I think you are. No. Because when you look at Jessica Shastain's tiny little bump Tiny little, barely there bump yeah. in, what, yeah. like, 1966? But I'm not... T- I'm like, have you seen pictures of her back then? It should be six inches higher. But that was good hair! My point is that, that was it was good, good hair, hair, but it was wrong. Okay, but what I'm saying is that it wasn't, like, the joke on TikTok. It wasn't Tyler Perry's wigs. <laughs> They had some good wigs. Those were if, some good pieces. They could have been yes, styled differently, if maybe. Only the but hair department knew how to tease or back home. All right, and I disagree. I thought they did a great job, but I feel like they couldn't overwhelm. They didn't want to make her look like Nicole Kidman in the hours when they put that huge <laughs> nose on her. To, but then nothing. Oh well, it, or her as uh, Lucy, Lucille Ball. Yeah, I mean, come on, like. You know, but okay. anyway, yeah. So I thought they did a great job. They even like got the diet can coke. I think they sourced mm-hmm. it off eBay. Mm-hmm. When she's yeah. opening the the um the can of coke with her emery board. Oh yeah, and those thick <laughs> nails. Those like they even got the acrylic nails appropriate yes. for the eighties because yeah. my mom had those and they are they were thick. <laughs> they didn't file Dude. that shit down. No, why? No. Why would like, I? <laughs> <laughs> no, my mom had those like father son hatchet goosey nails. Like, 
fucking thick. And she also could not open cans. Like, you could... They were not nimble. And if they broke, they broke. <laughs> <laughs> like, they broke. Yeah. Anyway, but... Okay. So, that I appreciated the attention to detail. I'll, I'll leave it there. But you were saying the cast it was is. strong. Um, okay, I don't want to bring up Jessica Chastain, because I do not like her. But may I? I will bring her up. I just want to say, and and I will say it. I'm gonna say that that is your psychological redheaded nature that holds redheads to a standards they cannot they can. meet. And surely, tell me, a redhead, tell me, a redhead, you like surely a, a contemporary Anna Green Gables. Are you serious? Yes. That that's the that's your peak. Annie? There are no other c- contemporary. So children. <laughs> Who's a good ginger? Jessica. Ch- We've talked about Jessica Chastain before, and you. Uh, she's a perfectly good actress. She was amazing in those. Okay. Well, I'm glad you said it. I think she did such a good job playing her. I wasn't, I was really on the fence yeah. about watching it, or not watching it, but like um, taking it seriously. Or her, like, I just kept expecting yeah. her to like get it wrong, and she didn't. Yeah, who really got it right? Andrew Garfield. <laughs> he w- came off so easily. I mean, from mm-hmm. the beginning. Like, you know, that charming, charming to a degree, but not really. Because that whole story about the little kid he hit with this car and the deal he made with God. I, that's not really heroic. Like... It doesn't, first of all, it doesn't sound true, but it's, like, just such a weird youth pastor story. <laughs> so, I mean, he does give off disgraced youth pastor energy, for sure. Um, but I think they gave him a little bit of added puff to the cheeks. Because John Baker had, like, these huge chipmunk cheeks and, like, a joker mouth. Yeah, exactly. And it, like... He had a very boyish mm-hmm. appearance, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I do think I do think that he probably is a man that loves men. I mean, I don't want to identify if he's not comfortable identifying, but Jim Baker no. is he still alive? <laughs> no, not only is he still alive. But he is on, like, a sort of, like, Praise the Lord <gasps> Network type oh, of show. what? But now his newest grift is he's selling these um, prepper buckets of food. Nice. And um, I've seen one where he talks about a, it's a bucket called Thanksgiving <laughs> Dinner. A bucket. <laughs> oh, I really want to buy that. I mean, I I would have to see what's on the plate. If like, that's I mean, what not... happens at the end of the world, who wants to live? That's what I'm saying. You know, I I'm, I know I talk 
about this day privately quite a bit. But this show really made an impression on me. So, in I'm now I'm totally obsessed with um, caving and um, dive, uh, cave diving accidents. And I've watched Spelunking? literally hundreds of videos about it. Yeah, so people go scuba diving in caves, and guess what? It's dangerous. I, yeah. <laughs> and then, but I mentioned this to say oh, yeah. um, that in end-of-the-world scenarios, people don't behave the way you would think that they would behave. And they've studied this because they've studied people that are like at the end of a war or famine or in absolute desperation, and they've studied their habits. So people, even though they'll need to eat something like snake or lizard mm-hmm. to live. Like they just choose not to eat knowing that they won't survive. Like you would think in that scenario, Oh, everybody just eats mm-hmm. whatever they come across, but they will not eat Jim Baker's Thanksgiving. Bucket. <laughs> They're like, this is food. And you're like, no, I will, I will go into the Listen, abyss. If it, if they have like a tofurkey version, I probably would. Like, it'll be tomorrow's dinner. I will go to that never-ending underwater sea cave. <laughs> Not having had that abomination that in my stomach. In I bet it's good. Can you imagine they find it, like, 200 years later? Still intact. Like, like, a, like a sarcophagus. <laughs> Can you imagine? In my sarcophagus. <laughs> They're like, oh, they meant to honor this one. <laughs> they left her a Thanksgiving dinner in a bucket. <laughs> and I was like, no, I was just snacking. <laughs> but, but the point is, is that... Like, Tammy Faye, sadly, like, died of cancer. But <laughs> I told you this before. She's the only person I ever wrote a oh, fake letter yeah. to. And it was like, yeah, it was right before because I knew she had gotten sick. And I was like, you know, stay well, Tammy. But, I mean, and I also think that, you know, I, I wonder how he would have weathered the storm had Jerry Falwell not gotten involved. Because... There are people even now that have had scandals that are much worse that they just go back to work the next day and they're like, well, you can drag me out physically. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it, there was just so many people going down. I think that they were a threat because like they said, it was, you know, there were people trying to, you know, they were kept suggesting that. They tax churches if people are living these lavish lifestyles. And, of course, like, the bakers, they were, like, the epitome of excess, you know? Like, she's wearing meat It was very much, and- like, um, Gucci meets. Uh, right. <laughs> House of Gucci meets Tammy Faye. Meets the bakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and I do think, like... You know, and this is probably universal, but certainly American, which I, you know, I love that, like, the sort of ending shot is, you know, in front of an American flag. The the story that if you get too big for your britches, like, you have to be publicly shamed. But if you accept that shame, then they'll let you come back, but in a diminished way, 
But do you know what I mean? I'm trying to think of like other people that have been Brian Williams. Oh, yeah. Or he he like a lot. He got kicked off of NBC, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, you just go on, and it's not quite the same. But you know, it, it it's still better than nothing Don't at all. Me. <laughs> Unless you mean the sense that he was very much like the wife guy. The wife guy. And so, like, yeah, it was like, oh, like, were we all mm-hmm. charmed into thinking that, you know, this could really I think happen? What it was, you know, was these, like, like, it just shocked people into realizing that celebrity is all just a bunch of personas and that's not like who people really are but i think that people aren't really looking at it correctly and seeing that it's not just him it's like i'm sure everybody everybody (laughs) yeah well that's what i mean i mean that just goes to show because it's very much in line with that thing of i mean it works for celebrity but just for a, a lot of different people where they create a very sort of a very elaborate presentation you know it could be hyper masculine hyper feminine you know super professional like what they want to communicate them about themselves to the world and it's like highly curated mm-hmm. you know something they've given a lot of thought to but like it's like what they aspire or what they want to be and not who they really are so when there's like something that happens that shows you that those two things are not necessarily the same. You could present one way and then behave in another. It's like hard to forgive somebody for that, you know? So it's like, I mean, I think in that way, John Mulaney is a good example because it's like, Oh, we thought you were like the guy who loved law and order and his wife and his, you know, French bulldog and, you know, but like, that's, that's who you wanted. I mean, Maybe that's just who you wanted to be the whole time. And, like, you left a lot of damage in your wake. And I think the other guy, you know, other people seeing this scandal were just like, so this whole, you know, building a Christian nation and all these venues and these paradise lands so Christians could meet each other and be safe. And this is how you act behind closed doors, you know? Like... Like, it, you feel full, yeah, you feel duped. tricked. Duped. Duped. You feel like a fool. Nobody likes to feel that yeah. way, you know? Because especially if you're kind of like, you know, you can understand, you know, people fall for that all the time. You don't, like, hold it against them for it. But it's like, but especially if you're sort of a, a critical person and you're like charmed by somebody's presentation and you're like, Oh man, I fell for it. I really fell yeah. for that. You know, like I really wanted to believe that. So, cause usually, usually I don't believe anything. I mean, <laughs> you, know? you know, like that's why you can't trust anybody that like, well, like my grandpa used to say, you know, you can't trust celebrities or something to that effect. That an old man would say. Well, he used to um, say that? Yeah. <laughs> Kill your idols. That's what he used to say. Yeah. Is that what he said? <laughs> Did he used to say the revolution yep. will not be televised? That was... <laughs> God, he said a lot of stuff. I know. Did you say shit happens? Well, I think he was the one to coin that. I... <laughs> <Grant>. <laughs> 
my grandmother, my grandfather, it was rare that we were alone together, but one time we were, and he told me, but mostly it was, you can Don't never trust, trust celebrities. celebrities. Don't trust Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. He's like, been there! Oh, wait, didn't he, didn't you have, like, uh, your grandfather, yeah, one of them was, him. like, yeah. in Hollywood? Oh, shit. Okay, that background, in that essence, that <laughs> makes sense. I totally yeah. forgot that. No, but, so, for context, your grandfather actually worked. No, 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 worked... he didn't work. Like, he was going to. Because oh. he was oh. a very handsome man, apparently, and... This is all supposed, this is what's been passed down to me, is that um, he was supposed to star in this one movie, but another actor ended up getting cast instead. But there was definitely the sofa, the um, the casting sofa. You know what I mean? But, Interesting. But yes, he, I do know what he you didn't mean. want any part of it. Sometimes called casting the casting couch. couch. <laughs> the casting shed's wrong. The casting Davenport. <laughs> the casting ottoman. The casting love seat. <laughs> Beanbag chair. <laughs> the casting zen pillow. <laughs> uh, the, the casting body pillow. <laughs> the casting my pillow. <laughs> no, not that. Oh, I was, <laughs> anyway. The casting ergonomic <laughs> desk chair. <laughs> so yeah, he ran into it, but he was disillusioned after That's that experience. That's why I understand and, it. And he said to you, as you were oh, like Axel Rose about to get on that bus, <laughs> he's like, "Don't trust celebrities." <laughs> and I said, "Don't." In my like six month old brain, what, Grandpa? Don't trust celebrities. <laughs> Okay, I won't. <laughs> but I did that. meet the Sesame Street cast when I was five. But um, <laughs> you know what's funny to me is that I remember very clearly in the documentary Eyes of Tammy Faye, where she she um, did not like Jerry Falwell for you know reasons that are made clearly plain. This is an so plays him. Jerry Falwell. Yes, He's so well. Yeah, I mean, ever since his t- as as his turn is sugar water. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like can't unsee that any role he plays. I'm like, oh look, it's sugar water in a church suit. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and to think he was Thor in Adventures and Babysitting. Yeah. Is that yeah? Fudge. He's been in so much shit. Yeah, seriously. But where where's his Oscar? Already did not like Jerry no. Falwell, and he made me dislike him yeah. even more. Because he he wanted to make her um, call him Reverend Falwell. Like she wasn't al- she oh, wasn't yeah, allowed right. to call him Jerry, and she did anyways. <laughs> she always called him Jerry, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing is that, it like, again, like Dolly Parton would do these really revolutionary things, but in an OG yes, Willikers way. That's how she got away with it. That's how they got know? away with it. Was like, I'm going to let yeah. you see what's really going on. But, oh. Right. Tee hee hee. This just my friend. Yeah. 
this is just my friend Steve, a gay Christian during the AIDS crisis, you know, like, on Praise the yeah. Lord Network. And just, like, calling him Jerry and just, you know, I just, I guess I forgot, you know. But, um, and, you know, like, Dolly Parton, um, you know, Elvis wanted to do I Will Always uh-huh. Love You, but, you know, the colonel wanted to buy the song oh, and she doesn't right. sell her songs. It's, she hung mm-hmm. on to it. And then she made our vaccine. Hail Dolly. But yeah, that's what I mean. It's just what I love about this movie too, is that I love people who are, you know, like, you know how you have like chaotic evil, chaotic neutral, yeah, uh-huh. chaotic good. I, I love delusional good delusional people. good are the best and like people that they have a vision for their life what they want it to look like and they are able to manifest it and sadly because of you know crippling depression i have i'm i have realistic expectations out of life so it doesn't occur to me I'm like, I would never do any of these things or take those risks because the chances are so slim. But you have to be able to do things that are really stupid and risky to get the kind of rewards that these people get out of life. Yeah. You see what I mean? I've always been too scared, too. I mean, I'm right there with you. Yeah, you see. Well, I mean, I feel like anybody that's here today... Um. Well, of that generation, like they had to break all the rules in some way, especially women. Oh, yeah. Like that's what I mean, rather just women. No, but you know what I mean. I mean, just like if you like they they couldn't go. Have, you have to be crafty. You have to be crafty so that they can get ahead in life and to to be able to achieve their dreams. Like, um, I mean, I think that's why she's a gay icon is because, um. You know, she's always supported the LGBTQ community. Do you know what's also good about delusional good is that because they can picture a world that does not exist, they can make the world a better place. You know, so, you know, if you think we could live in a more equitable, a more caring, a more, you know, you can go to the links to make it possible. But if you don't think it's possible, you're never going to affect any change. And she was like, she was um, like a really good example. And she followed that, I think until her death. Um, But RuPaul was like a huge fan of Tammy Faye and they became very good friends. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the, the wow is the one that put out Tammy Faye. Yeah. of Tammy Faye. So Mm -hmm. that would make sense. But, um, yeah, I mean, and again, it was because she really was a true believer. Like she believed in the idea of, you know, genuinely putting love out into the world in hopes to get, you know, in hopes to get it back as well. But I mean, I think she felt that need intensely, but you know how how few people do that. Exactly. But um, yeah, would you recommend other people watching Even it? Though 
Um, I have disdain for uh, Shastain. I think she did a very good job in this. And you have to kind of overlook... The, okay, the thing I really, really appreciated is how the only time she wore, like, the quote-unquote fat suit and the face was when she was getting older. And I felt like that was almost necessary because she was older and Jessica Chastain, the jowls, the jowls. and all that, and then the tattooed on lipstick and that look. That was different. And I really appreciated the fact that she didn't wear, like, a fat suit or any prosthetics to make herself look like a fat person. Even though she could yeah. have, she didn't. And I feel yeah. like that added yeah. to her portrayal of her more, like, acting. It felt sincere. Yeah, because it wasn't meant to be an imitation, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Please. Oh, you know what? I wanted to bring something up. So, um, me and my partner are huge King of the Hill fans, right? Did you uh-huh. watch yeah. King of the Hill? Like, really? Okay. Well... I leave the hill. Why would I watch it? <laughs> but listen, so uh, Brittany Murphy voiced yeah. the character Luann. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't really know much about Tammy Faye when they were starting out. And she had this puppet show. And she made these puppets herself. <laughs> I don't know, was it like a shampoo? Bubble bath. Bubble head. bath. <laughs> but yeah no she makes the um the puppets herself and and then she they like go on it's almost like public access i don't even know what they're on but they're recording like a little tv show with their um their puppets and it's like very churchy churchy christian puppets yeah so where i'm going with this is that on uh, king of the hill luann had Pretty much the exact same thing. And she called them manger babies. And same, same thing. Exactly. And I'm like, oh my god. That's exactly where he got it from. Is from Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye. That's not out of nowhere. Isn't that funny? I love Bernie Murphy. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. So she was the original Luann, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Manger babies. We've gotten to this point. The you noticed on King the Hill, you had just noticed that there was a callback to Tammy Faye. Yeah. And her, her Manger um, babies. Um Yeah, I don't remember the puppet. I do remember I had seen like you know, as a kid, like, praise the Lord. Yeah, that's what I remember. 24 yeah. hours a day. Um, and it did look insane as a child. Like, I, I can't imagine what people must have been thinking. I don't know, it's um, the 80s. <laughs> but it is, yeah. I mean, even for the 80s. But, so, I'm curious to know. We, what we do is we make a Spotify playlist, like your good aunt who want, you know, you can just listen to it in the car. <laughs> Have some fun. We just want you to listen to some of our music, <laughs> our curated hits from our record yeah. store days. Well, <laughs> you don't always like the ones Uh-oh. I choose. Oh, no. Oh, not one, one night in Bangkok. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. It's a Frank Stallone. 
Um, you're going to like these this week. I didn't pick out any weirdo songs. Okay. So, can't be mad. Okay, so. No, I'm never mad. So, you can't. You're not going to want to cancel yeah. it. Okay, so the first song I picked was The Perfect Girl by The Cure. Because um, in the song, he's singing, You're Such a Strange Girl. And going on with that. And Tammy Faye was definitely a strange girl. I don't yeah. know, too. But <laughs> um, anyway, so the uh, second song I chose is Tammy by Nancy Sinatra. Um, right. So originally from the movie Tammy starring Debbie Reynolds. But And then the third song I picked was Angel Eyes by Roxy Music. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nice. A okay. lot of the songs I chose right. have with- other songs I chose have the word I in them. Oh, interesting. Like TVI. I I had like so many songs that I wanted to pick. We'll I mean, still put them on the let's still put them I'd on the playlist. Because I had like they won't go when I go, Stevie Wonder. Um, just sort of talking about you know just the false friends that she had and her being sort of righteous among them. Then I had, um, of course, personal Jesus Mm. pick up the receiver. I'll make Mm -hmm. you a believer. Um, I also had, um, the velvet underground song, Jesus, you know, help me in my weakness. Cause I'm Jesus. Well, those yeah. are getting put on there. Okay. And, oh, I also wanted to put Primal Screen, Moving uh-huh. on Up. And, um, but the one I wanted to put uh, on there is um, Get It In Time, because the video was shot with cameras from Tammy Faye Baker's studio. No. And, yeah, and so it has that really, like, Glossy, yeah. like RuPaul's first <laughs> yes. season. The uh, Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> yeah, it's by the Black Lips. But, um, anyway, so yeah. I think it's going to be good this week. I mean, it's always good. I listened to last week's a million times. Or not last, last episodes. Yes, it was so good. Um... But yeah, you you have uh, like more knowledge and taste. Than I would say taste. <laughs> well. Okay. So, but with yes. that, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. Um, Instagram at your rare dance. Facebook at your rare dance. Email us at your rare dance at gmail.com. Spotify at your weird ants playlist. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank 
and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 